This is Pixelated Audio, episode 128, featuring the music of Cycle World. Pixelated Audio, a podcast focusing on game audio, its history, and the people behind it. We're your hosts. I'm Brian. This is Gene. Hey. And how's it going? And uh, we are doing a remote recording because of the whole shelter-in-place thing. And uh, we had to kind of take our time to get into this because of various life things that are going on. I'm sure a lot of people can relate. Um, so uh, we're trying to get back into um, our our normal, our new normal and uh, get shows kind of moving forward. So I'm really excited that we're just taking the plunge and and diving right in. Yeah, we're definitely not alone. I know I've heard other podcasters talking about this thing and everybody's just been derailed. Obviously, this is not just us. So, you know, we're sorry about the long delay, but we are happy to be getting back into it. And we've been really excited to be doing a recording again. Yeah, we (laughs) we were supposed to record (laughs) last last week and and, uh, just one thing after the next. And it just like the stars didn't align. But yeah, we're going to be playing music from a game that's actually a lot of fun. It's called Psycho World, uh, or Psychic World, as it was known later in the ports. Uh, but that first track was the opening theme from the MSX using the FM or the YM2413. Yeah, and followed by the short title track, that little funky little tune. They're both yeah. both together make a really upbeat sort of intro to the game. I'm really enjoying the positivity right from the get-go. Yeah, so even though this is FM... Uh, for me, I get this kind of like almost PSG like essence in there. And what I mean by that is more of like this, it's kind of simple, like square wave rather than this very, I guess, complicated timbre. 
And so uh, I think kind of retaining that twinkly kind of starry effect, I think, is what makes this this game really special. And we're going to hear more of that and then also some some deviation on that as we get through the soundtracks. Yeah, we're really excited about this one because uh, it's sort of an oddball, like kind of fell through the cracks release, but it has a pretty interesting history. And it's actually got three different versions of the soundtrack, which it's one of my favorite things about this show is playing the different versions and hearing you know, how the ports were handled. So I'm, I'm excited to kind of get through a little bit more of this. Right. So we have, uh, for example, the MSX using the FM uh, add-on, uh, the YM2413. We also have the PSG side of the MSX, which is the AY chip. And then we're going to be listening to the Sega Master System and the Game Gear version using the SN76489 uh, PSG. And that's going to be a lot of fun to kind of dissect and go through that stuff together. But we'll talk more about that later. So yeah, the game came out on the MSX in 1988, and then in 1991, it came out for the SMS in Europe, Australia, and uh, Brazil, and then also was released for the Game Gear in 1991 for Japan, US, Europe, and Brazil. So kind of a weird, eclectic release uh, for for the game, but it made its debut here somehow. We got a handheld version of it, I guess. (laughs) One thing that we haven't talked much about on this podcast, actually at all yet, is the company known as Hertz. And this is kind of an interesting little company. They weren't around for very long. Yeah, actually, I don't know if we'd have many opportunities to talk about them because uh, they really were they were really only known for a couple of games. <laughs> and they folded after about five or six years. But they do have kind of an interesting history even still. So um, just quick footnote, a lot of this information is coming from GDRI, Game Developer Research Institute. It's a really great website. I've used it a lot in the past. And there was an awesome interview with um, Sunotomo Sugawara, who was the character and graphics designer. So Hertz started in, in 1987. They were a subsidiary of Hertz Engineering, which was an acoustical engineering company. They made three original games, Psycho World, Hide Foss, and uh, I think it was called Sword of Lenham. Uh, there's a few subtitles there and um unfortunately none of those games sold particularly well so they kind of had to migrate to becoming more of a porting house so uh, a lot of their work was done with this company sims sega would say hey we need this game ported can you guys get a dev studio to do it so they took on a lot of that work they worked on porting outrun they did outrun 2019 dynamite duke tecmo world cup i believe all of those games were for the sega mega drive And um, this game was actually kind of an oddity. Psycho World was ported by a really enthusiastic engineer that just wanted it. He was working with Sims and said, you know, here, Sega, we got this old game if if you're interested in it. So that was the only game that had really widespread release. So it's kind of a minor cult hit. That was like like an eternity. Three years was a huge jump for porting a, a tile over and especially from a computer system to a you know something like the Sega Master System. So that's really interesting that somebody at the company was just interested in the game and wanted to do it themselves kind of as like almost like a pet project. Oh, for sure. And uh, we will talk about it later, but there were some sacrifices made. It didn't kind of make it entirely from the MSX to the uh, you know Master System and Game Gear intact, but it's a pretty good port. Uh, yeah. This last fact, I think, is really interesting. I didn't know this. Uh, well, I didn't know a lot of this, but um, in 1993, they developed the game Vey for the Sega CD, but Hertz also was dissolved that year because poor market fit, their games just weren't selling. So they were credited as Sims, uh, as the developer or publisher, but really they only published it. And I don't know why they keeps coming up in my life, but I feel like random corners of the internet, just somebody will remind me that this game exists. 
So <laughs> they're like their biggest claim to fame is one they probably didn't even get any credit for. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. That's funny. And Vape pops up for me a lot too. Um, I really care for that game actually though. So, but I was a huge working designs fan and that's how I got it. And so, you know, that one was right in the middle for me. Like I'd played other working designs games that came later and I went back and played some of their earlier games, but this one somehow it just, I was either too like run of the mill RPG. I just never found any time to try it out. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. All right. So let's get into our next track. This is from stage one, also later known as Prairie for the MSX, but this time we're going to be listening to the PSG version. And this was composed by Kenji Yamazaki and Yuko Yamazaki. That was Stage 1, or Prairie, from the MSX PSG version of Psycho World, composed by Kenji Yamazaki and Yuko Yamazaki. It's a cute track. It's, it's short because like, all the music is short in this game, but um, I don't know. I, I like it. I think this is probably as close as this game has to like an iconic theme, probably because it's stage one and it's a really hard it's game. It's very, it's <laughs> it's almost like recognizable without like knowing the track. Like you don't have to know this, and it's there's something some bounce about it that has a, I guess a a characteristic of a, a, like a action platformer, <laughs> you know that that just I don't know happened to be you know just sounds like hurts man no i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> well i mean it's there's really like two things there's that little figure in the beginning right da, 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 da. i think and then I there's like the triplet thing at the end which just kind of like brings your ear back to the beginning <laughs> i know i know i know i know there's a few um times where i hear this and i i, I think of like um i sent you nicole and i think there's some tracks we get to later on that have that kind of like that that little gallop skip bounce to them that uh, remind me of I sent you Nicole a lot. So, um, but yeah, so the PSG version on the MSX is really nice. Do you want to, just for comparison, do you want to listen to SMS version or the Game Gear version as well? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, let's take a listen to that. SMS has got definitely a lot more um, feet on the ground, I guess, for for the track. Uh, I, I quite like it even more than the uh, MSX on this version. Me too, actually. I think this is between the two PSG versions. I prefer the Master System Game Gear version. It's got a little yeah. bit more, I don't know, the notes are longer, so I think it's got a little bit more just depth to it, as simple as this track is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Um, just for completeness, do you want to play the FM version? Yeah, yeah. This is probably the only time we're going to do this, but I think this is a short track. We can do yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, whatever. I will just play the just 10 seconds here. <laughs> 
that's pretty cool. I like it. They're all pretty cool and pretty different yeah. from each other. But I have to say, I wanted to give some some uh, some light to the Master System and Game Gear version. There's a couple of versions on that one that I think are worth playing. So PSG shines when it shines, you know, a- absolutely. So I'm glad that we uh, we have a pretty diverse lineup of music ahead. I'm looking down our list here. Yeah, so we got a lot of really fun stuff to go through. Let's jump into our next track. This is from Stage Two. This is using the FM. Uh, and later on, it was called Volcanic or Volcanic Zone, composed by Kenji Yamazaki and Yuko Yamazaki. That was Stage 2, or Volcanic, or Volcanic Area, from the MSX FM version of Psycho World, composed by Kenji Yamazaki and Yuko Yamazaki. Uh, very metallic track. I like this one a lot. I, I like all the versions. I'm not sure which one I like more, but uh, it's fun. It's got this this nice little um, kind of sinister sound to it, where it's like, do-do-do-do-do-do-do. You know, it's kind of almost like a like chromatic, but like, Oh yeah, I love that up. figure. Yeah, yeah I love the yeah, machine yeah, gun. Really nice. The machine gun uh, baseline in that one really gets the blood pumping. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, yeah, I liked it. It's good. It's good. Um, we've talked about MSX music on the show uh, probably a number of times now. Um, the MSX had a ton of different audio configurations. Um, the MSX music was kind of like pretty much this, the second standard for FM sound on the, uh, the computer system, which was a low cost budget chip for, um, also known as the OPLL, which was OPL light. Cause it was based off of the YM3812, which is the OPL2. Um, the YM2413 or the OPLL had two different modes. It had nine channels total, uh, nine different voices of FM that it could do simultaneously, or it could do six melodic tones plus the five rhythm tones at a given time. So we're listening to the soundtrack. We are, we're, we're actually listening to those five rhythm sounds at the same time as the, the six melodic. So it's not uh, nine full FM channels. We're getting the uh, those built-in rhythm channels as well. So it's kind of neat. So uh, some of them will sound a little tinny and stuff, but if you listen to that last track, let's go ahead and start playing that real quick. We'll solo out some, uh, some drums here. Now that's uh, OPLL percussion. It's finest right there. Reminds me of a strong bad email or two. I like so. how all the the all the, the like the kick the snare, ooh, <laughs> little double bass in there. Um, I like how they all have a little bit of a tone to them. Well, yeah, because it's using FM yeah, to yeah. make the drums. Meow, meow, meow. That's good stuff. Fun times. Fun times. <laughs> now I'm really glad that this is a pretty like 2413 is a pretty like thin sounding chip but i think they got some good sound out of it 
Oh, absolutely. And for the MSX, we had previously just been using PSG. I mean, this was a huge jump, you know. So I say, you know, take what you can get. I mean, there's two types of waveforms. Uh, the OPL only had one. So at least there's a little bit more uh, dynamic um, waveforms that you could create, I think. So, yeah. Yeah, but it's at the end of the day, it's still pretty basic sounding stuff. Like I, I, I really like well, there that. was, there was a lot of, of hard coded um, instruments that were in the ROM that you couldn't change. So that's true. Yeah. There <laughs> you was, can only change one instrument at a time. One, Everything else it, is presets. It, exactly. It was like, <laughs> there was only one user created FM patch that you could use. And so uh, there wasn't a lot of flexibility, but it made it easy for people to add or incorporate fm audio into their sound so still though i have a soft spot for that really clean fm from the 2413 like genesis all that stuff's great but there's just like a lot more grittiness and a lot more texture and complexity there's just those clean tones you know they're simple but they're good <laughs> yeah there, and there's something too like uh have you ever heard uh uh 2413 like like live like an actual not like you know not just um through you know like vgm rips or anything like that but have you ever actually heard one um, i don't think i have so or at an least i can't remember so an analog one when i i went over to a buddy's house who had one that analog sound is really so warm and it and because you know that it's never the same the second time you hear it. i mean like it, it sounds the same but like the slight variation i think is what is so endearing about fm in general you know that that analog sound in general but the uh the opll has this <laughs> to me um, and I could be off base here for like hard, like diehards, but, um, it has, it has a lot more variation. So I, I feel like it, 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 it's just this very inviting, like, like you're, you're, you're ordering cookies from like your grandmother, but like she kind of <laughs> forgets the recipe every time. <laughs> <laughs> That's a weird analogy, but I think I get what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, uh, anyways, anyway, so yeah. <laughs> let's, let's talk about the composers. We haven't. We don't we don't have a whole lot here. So Yeah, this is kind of an odd one because we actually have the names of the composers, but surprisingly that isn't enough information to find anything else about them. They're like kind of a mystery. Usually in these early games you have like um Jack Boy or whatever, you know, like some weird <laughs> some yeah, weird pseudonym. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. we we're like right in the credits, it says Kenji Yamazaki and Yuko Yamazaki. And to my knowledge, the only credits I could find for this Kenji Yamazaki were Psycho World and Sword of Legend Lenham. We were talking about earlier in the episode. Yes. And Keiji now did the port to, uh, of that to the X68000. Yes. So, yeah. uh, actually, Brian asked him if they had worked together, and I don't think they over overlapped. So it must have just been a porting job. Yeah. It, it, he had no idea who I was talking about. So. And but apparently the internet doesn't know either because so Kenji yeah, here's Yamazaki. the thing, <laughs> Yuko Yamazaki, same thing. I couldn't find any other credits. I found like some weird PR thing on Moby Games. I don't know if they're brother sister, um, husband wife. Uh, if they're just two people with the same name, couldn't find any other credits. Now there is another composer with the name of Kenji Yamazaki, but he yeah. started in like '91, and the music that he was putting out then was a lot less sophisticated than this stuff. It was well, almost I think, certainly a different guy. Well, I, I think the internet, a, a lot of sites have it wrong. So that we were when we were doing research on this, we were looking. We're like, oh wow, this is the same composer that did like you know Ninja Gaiden for Game Gear, or Fantasy Star for Game, you know, uh, Super Drift Out. And so we're like, this can't be the same person. And we looked, yeah, the time doesn't even line up because 1988 is when this game came out, and that Kenji Yamazaki, the one that we, the the more known one, I guess. 
didn't even get started at all until 91. So something was strange. And we found out there is, it's just two different people completely. But unfortunately we cannot find anything else about Kenji Yamazaki. I mean, if we really dug deep, I'm sure we could, but we're, I don't, I don't, I don't don't know how much deep, like we, I dug pretty deep, man. Like, I don't know how much deeper I can dig. (laughs) For sure. I I expended all of my, my, my digging. They Uh, did a great job with the soundtrack, but like based on how, capable they were with fm it's got to be a different person <laughs> but you know what the, the well uh, yeah uh, absolutely <laughs> but like the the thing is too which is strange is that like the music is pretty good oh, for definitely. just this one thing especially the like the fm version um uh, psg uh on the on the same plot like they had to have had experience like it, this isn't just like a like a one-out thing and I mean, maybe it was a husband and wife duo or something, but like, it just didn't make sense to me that, I don't know. I I do have to say the later Kenji Yamazaki, if I have the credits right, was responsible for the really bad Mega Man 2 Game Boy port, which is like completely out of tune. So there's no way they'd be producing like great (laughs) FM soundtracks. And then like, I can't even get these notes to sound at the right pitch. Like impossible. (laughs) (laughs) Well, speaking of music, let's jump into our next track. Uh, this is from stage three. This is using the, uh, the PSG on the MSX. So let's take a listen and we'll be right back. was stage three from the msx using the psg composed by kenji yamazaki and yuko yamazaki i really like this track i, I oh, picked me the too. psg out of the three like I, we, we talked a lot about this but i think for me the psg kind of shined the, the msx oh, version absolutely absolutely and this sounds a lot like sonic pocket advance uh, or i'm sorry sonic pocket for the neo geo pocket color um it has oh, right, that yeah. That has a really, really like bouncy, like whimsical um, PSG that is is very endearing. It just feels so um, feels like you can connect, like you're running around in circles and uh, doing like loops. And I really like this one. Me too. And it's it's a nice contrast. You know, stage two is a little bit more dark and, and gloomy, and this one's back to that more upbeat sound. So yeah, it's definitely I, a fun track. I like what's going on with the PSG on this one. Do you want to listen to some of the channel solo out? We can kind of, especially in that faster part. I kind of want to hear it. Uh, sure. This it's like right when he gets into that. So this is just channel three, which is the bass here. So that's interesting. Let me let me back this up a little bit. 
Yeah, yeah. So it looks like channel two is doing the percussion. So that's just channel two there. That's oh, is pretty it doing, rad. Is it doing that trick where you're playing percussion and pitch yeah, at the same time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I was like, there's something, something huh. cool going on there. Yeah, yeah. So anyways, very cool. <laughs> very cool uh, Kenji or Yuko. Or both. Bravo. Or both. <laughs> Bravo. All right, so let's get into our next track. This is from stage four on the master system for Psychic World. for from the master system this is excellent though this is also called ruins when they ported the game over to the master system in the and the uh, game gear they actually gave the stages names i guess they all have names anyway i write because they're you know the ice field or the volcanic area um but they uh they give them names in vgm rip so th- that's yeah. why we have those names this one's actually, uh, I think, most interesting on the Master System because it was actually sped up. Uh, the other yes. versions are like 20% slower, and I feel like that extra speed, I mean, obviously gives it a, like, a certain kind of intensity just from being faster, but I thought it was a, a brilliant choice. Like, Can we actually play a little bit of the one of the MSX versions? Let's listen to uh, Stage 4 from the MSX, yeah. This is a good version, but I think you're right. It's like a 20% increase. It's not like a like a double time. It really is like a yeah. I mean, like they really 30, just upped 30, the 40%. tempo. Up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I feel like it really just like I immediately get like this sense of tension from that extra speed like it's the same song at the end of the day but right. i thought it was a great choice excellent yeah so so let's talk a little bit about the story this is really straightforward this is pulled directly from the text crawl in the beginning of the uh, american version so lucia and cecile work in a science lab in the middle of nowhere run by dr navik who conducts research on esp one day a section of the lab blows up and the monsters that they keep there escape and kidnap Cecile. Uh, They're conducting scientific research, of course. Uh, Dr. Navik then gives Lucia an ESP-boosting helmet so she can go and rescue her sister. And that is the story. That's (laughs) that's like the entirety of it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's actually a lot deeper than I would have expected. But, but I mean, I mean they, look, course, they, did, they, monsters, did this to them. you know. they did this to themselves, though. I mean, they had the, these monsters in a lab and then they it blew up and they're like, well, we got to do damage control. I mean, what do they expect was going to happen? They were calling them monsters. <laughs> right. Well, 
Yeah, true. Uh, you know, it's what, like so, the, so explain what the ESP helmet is uh, all about. Sure. So um, it's basically the science mumbo jumbo answer for why you have like Psychic, attack powers. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Psychic yeah. powers. So like right. your beam powers and your and all that kind of stuff. So I think when they brought the game over and they renamed it Psychic World um, for the. Uh, you know, the, the European Brazilian U S audiences. Um, I think cause it made more sense cause it was more of like a psychic thing, but Japanese probably just said psycho because the, you know, the, the meaning is probably the same. It's kind of like this ESP kind of thing. Right. So, um, I think when it was brought over, it was like, no, we shouldn't call it psycho. Cause that has a, a completely different meaning. So psychic world uh, made a lot more sense, I guess. Exactly. But it's the same thing. It's just like yeah. ESP, extrasensory perception, essentially like being able yeah. to sixth sense, all of that, like whatever you want to call it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, it's it's actually, it's, it's a pretty simple story, but the game's pretty fun. Um, hard, but it's just very fun. Um, I've only actually played the Game Gear version of this one. So um, it's changed a little bit, but it's an action platformer with some exploration to me, it feels like there's they're cribbing some notes from maybe Metroid, a little bit of Fantasy Star. Uh, it's it's got that like science fantasy thing that was really popular in the late eighties. Uh, Even a little quartet yeah. in there, for sure. Yeah, especially for me, the the Master System music has a very Sega sound to it, and and we'll talk a little bit about that too. But um, so Lucia has a pretty standard attack, you know just shoots a beam out in front of you, maybe like two character widths. It can be upgraded. Uh, where the game is interesting is in addition to your health meter, you, you have this ESP bar, which you use for your special abilities. And those include attack things like fire, ice, and sonic beams and support things like a shield and levitation powers. Right. You can recover it from collecting items and doing things like that. Um, it's, it's not like a super complicated game, you know, enemies just constantly appear and, but it's uh, very yeah. confusing because on the MSX and the master system, I believe the ESP meter is like this woven, almost like, um, it's like a double helix kind of kind of, yeah, it just, it's very hard to make heads or tails of where you are on the meter, I guess, because like one is green, one is red. And, um, again, they just kind of they kind of flow like like a sine wave, you know, kind of yeah, crisscrossing like a sine. Yeah, and a coast it, it just doesn't <laughs> really make it easy to know what you're like where you are with that. But I I think maybe you know on the Game Gear, um, they had to simplify it, right? And so it's, just it, it, it's just a bar, <laughs> and so that that was a lot easier actually. Yeah. So the MSX version is the, the original, you know, it's like the most complete version. It has eight stages. They're really sprawling, very horizontal. And um, one of the things that was really interesting is they introduced this sprinting mechanic. So for folks that don't know much about MSX games, a lot of them didn't really have great scrolling. So like either it would be very chunky or it would just go like screen by screen, but they wanted to showcase it. So after you run for about, I don't know, a second or two, you just start sprinting and this, you know, long, beautiful stage is scrolling by you. Um, when they ported it to the other systems, they cut down the number of stages. So you have this weird sprint mechanic in like half the space to do it. So you just end up running at all the wrong times. Yeah, it's, it's it didn't work strange. for me. It didn't work for me at all. It was felt very awkward. I think maybe if you were running straight for a long period of time and that built up after like two, three seconds, but like you take like three steps and you're like sprinting all of a sudden, it just, the mechanic just didn't work as well. I think as it, it did on the MSX. 
Yeah, I watched a playthrough of it, and the stages are like two or three times longer. So it definitely makes sense in those to just like feel like you're blasting through the stage, whereas it's just kind of a weird holdover. But right, you know, I I still think it's pretty cool. Um, you definitely sure. have to watch it more in the the you know downsized port versions. I I feel like it wasn't really necessary to be honest because there was a, enough of like um, platforming mechanics. There's some really nice um like scenery, and it does really speak to the 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 metric style where like you can kind of climb all over like weird shaped stuff um you know the kind of this organic material and uh the the sprinting mechanic just didn't really need to be there because the platforming is really kind of fun on its own yeah and i forgot to mention there are some kind of cool mechanics like there's destructible blocks and and the inverse you have an ice beam i wonder where they got that idea from where you can refreeze blocks and use those as platforms not like on enemies but um there's like if you end up destroying your pathway forward, you're not stuck. You can definitely continue. So I thought that right. was kind of cool. Yeah. But yeah, it's, you know, like I, 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 this, it's not a game that I've played to completion by any means, but it's, it, it's, it looks really cool. You know, it's definitely yeah. one that I want to come back to. And it's very hard. So I <laughs> think like I got, I mean, I, I just dabbled, right? Like I played like the first level on the uh, master system and then like half of the first level on the game gear. And I played a little bit more on the MSX last night and, um, it, it, it's really fun. I actually want to see if I can complete it, but I know that it's, it's really hard. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'll actually get there or not, but, uh, let's go ahead and jump ahead and uh, listen to some more music. What do you say? I say let's go for it. Let's go for it. So the next one we have is stage five. This is using the uh, MSX music add-on for the MSX. So let's take a listen. That was from stage five using the FM attachment for the MSX. Yeah, and that is an MSX exclusive stage. One of the right. one of the ones that uh, did not make the cut. Yeah, for either for space reasons or whatever budget limitations. Who knows? Time limitations. Exactly. Yeah. Well, cool stuff. No. Yeah. I never made it this far anyway in the game, so couldn't couldn't tell you if it was any good or not. Maybe it just sucked. Maybe it was really bad and they just left it out. <laughs> what do you think know. about the track? I, I, I liked know, it, though. It, it's a little, um, like, Middle Eastern-y, but it's a, it's a nice short little tune. I mean, there's not much to say about it. I think this is one of the shortest ones in the whole game. Yeah. I th still think it was well composed. But uh, that being said, let's move on to the next track, which is uh, the first boss track of the game. This is also using the FM attachment for MSX.
right, that was the first boss tune from the MSX version using the FM sound source. A little dancey. I like this one. It's yeah. nice. It's uh, kind of slower than I would expect for boss, but, you know, it's catchy. I like it. You know, this boss, I mean, he means serious business, but not that serious. You know, it's like, I'm just a regular boss, you know, yeah. not like a super boss. Yeah, I'm kind of <laughs> like a, almost like a mid boss that I just got a promotion. <laughs> No, I, I, it's got it's got a good level. It's it's sinister. It's a little bit, you know. There's some nice energy to it. I, I actually yeah. really like this tune. You know, yeah, me too, me too, me yeah. too. It's got that really nice uh, beat behind it. I'm trying to remember the Master System version. You want to listen to that real quick? Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> I think it was cute. They had to drop everything out to make those chords work. <laughs> I know. I know. That's pretty funny. That's pretty funny. It sounds like a song that I would have written as like a like a little kid on a on a keyboard. Like dun 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 dun. dun. <laughs> <laughs> kind of simple there. Well, you know, I'm actually glad you brought up the Master System version because something I forgot to mention earlier was that the Master System music port was handled by Ipo or. Mm-hmm. Izuho Takeuchi or Izuho Numada. Um, it's a name that I've heard from time to time, and I was wondering why this had such like Sega sound to it compared to the even the the MSX version. And it turns out Ippo worked on a ton of Sega games. The it's like one of Mr. Sega, dude. Like. Exactly. The first uh, she worked on the first Ease game, uh, Forgotten Worlds for the Mega Drive and Master System, Fantasy Star Three. And uh, she was the sound director for Fantasy Star 4. So there's a lot of Sega there. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I, Forgotten Worlds, I think, was, was Capcom. But, you know, using those Sega sound chips. So pretty familiar with that sort of uh, their house sound. <laughs> awesome. So let's move on to the, uh, the first cutscene too, for the MSX. This is composed by Kenji Yamazaki and Yuko Yamazaki. might be one of my favorite tracks of this game definitely yeah that one it's so good that ending Ooh, man i love it you know when i first heard that beginning part i thought it was gonna be like another like 20 second loop play the a b I, section and kind i of know go on. i know there's a lot of, there's a lot to it and uh you know as a corollary to that boss tune it's like 
You think you've seen a boss? Just you wait. You're, you're going to see a boss. <laughs> I know. This is a much better boss tune. Yeah, well, I don't think it's actually. I think it's just like. Well, no, it's. I, I know. It's. I know. It's. It's. It's not a boss tune, but I'm saying this is a much better boss tune. It's yeah. got. It's a lot more dark. Uh, a lot more. A lot more devilish than uh, the, the last one. <laughs> weird. Um, but what a great track. Yeah, the FM version. Yeah, I yeah. Like Another it. one that's only in the MSX version. So you know, yeah. you're not gonna find that in the master system. <laughs> yeah. So it's a shame because the soundtracks were never actually released anywhere now egg music did release them i believe in 2008 2011 some, somewhere in there um mm -hmm. so you can listen to the msx to the fm and the psg versions of it uh the master system versions never made the cut so those soundtracks never came out but um otherwise it's like four to five bucks or something like that to get the the whole soundtrack so it's totally worth it if you wanted to pick it up and and download it and hear it and it's uh audio glory from uh the actual analog out yeah you know it's it's, it's a simple soundtrack but it's really good i it's that's cool, all i cool. gotta say yeah <laughs> cool i mean we're doing a whole episode on so I mean, <laughs> we like it uh but let's move into our next track this is stage six and this is also using the psg from the msx Kun is back. The ghost of Yurei Kun is back. <laughs> Actually, the, you know, it's a silly tune. It's a little, a little funny. That, but it's, it's a little enjoyable. A little you know? whimsical, a little warbly. <laughs> it's cute. <laughs> what is stage six? I'm trying to think. I, I don't know. I, I watched the whole MSX playthrough again. Another exclusive one. And the last three stages are like fortress building. Uh, cyber lab like they all look basically Fortress, the same building other they building they don't have, they don't even names but like i think starting with stage s either five or six they're all like gray bricks or like yeah. circuitry and robots and stuff like that yeah you know? there's not a whole <laughs> let's jump into uh stage seven then let's do the fm version sounds good yeah sounds good to me MSX FM version of Stage 7, composed by Kenji Yamazaki and Yuko Yamazaki for Psycho World on the MSX. Uh, nice. Yeah, I like it. 
yeah, not too much to say about that one. I, yeah. I like the balance between the more dark first half and the more upbeat second half. You know, it's you're getting towards the end of the game. You still have, you know, it's things are serious. You're, yeah. you've got to be on your toes, but you know, it's not all bad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to me, this was just a bunch of gray bricks. So, yeah. <laughs> we're pretty much yeah. <laughs> so uh, let's play stage eight, and this is also from the FM version on the MSX. me of Ice Inch Nicole the most. I think maybe it's that really loud trumpety sound right in the beginning, but anyways. <laughs> yeah. That was stage eight from the MSX version using the FM sound source. That track is definitely my favorite of the you know the last three stages, six, seven, and eight. It feels very like I'm coming for you, final boss. You you better be ready. <laughs> I'm coming for you, but coming slowly. At my own yeah, pace. It's, it's a long stage. I gotta like yeah. build up to that sprint yeah. for a sec. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a sec. Dude, I need some runway much. here. <laughs> I need two stages to build up that sprint. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Do we talk about the graphics? We didn't yet. We uh, didn't. We talked a little bit about the health bars being a little bit confusing in some of the versions. Mostly. Oh yeah, those are awful. MSX, but um, yeah, the game itself though on the MSX looks gorgeous. Uh, I mean, especially the full animated um, parts. I mean, it's beautiful. Very well done. Um, the graphics themselves are simple. I mean, it reminds me of something you would see, like, maybe, like, um, I don't know, like, Legend of Zelda, like or uh, Zelda 2. Um, oh, sure, yeah. Some, something like that. Um, I think that's kind of along those lines. Maybe a little... Mm, Mega Man in there, maybe some, but it's it's very simplistic. Uh, but I think that that is part of the charm. I think that this would fit on. Actually, they could if they cleaned it up a little bit and threw it on like iOS, nobody would know the difference that it wasn't you know that it was made in the eighty eight. <laughs> so. <laughs> you know, I I have to say, like the graphics, just like the the enemy design, especially like the bosses, are really nice. Um, one of the cool things is in that interview that I found from GDRI. Uh, they actually had some, what is it called? Some sketches of the original bosses. And I they did a really good job of faithfully translating them into the games. And they look a little bit different in the later versions, but they all still look really good. Right, right. I, I think actually the, the Master System Game Gear actually look better as far as like the boss sprites go. Um, you brought that up to me too. And when I did the comparison, they actually look like like really like 
like beasts. Like it's very well done. Yeah, yeah. One of the first bosses is a chimera, and in the MSX version, it's like well drawn, but there's like a, a kind of a head tacked on to the side. Whereas in the later, oh, it's versions, just like it's like yeah. like pasted on, yeah. Like, but uh, <laughs> but the later on, yeah, they they look like they blend together. It's it's well done. Yeah, yeah, and and yeah. you know, it's your usual again sci-fi fantasy stuff. You've got robots, ice dragons, chimeras, uh, you know that sort of thing, and they look great, but it's nothing you haven't seen before. <laughs> yeah, what are you going to do? I honestly, I think no matter what version you play, the MSX is definitely the the cleaner and crisper one. I think, but when it comes to um, the graphics, it's you know it's a toss up. It's just do what you got. Even the Game Gear looks great. I, the yeah, no, aspect they did a great ratio job is a little bit strange, but but yeah, it looks great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So we have another track here. This is called The Revelation. Uh, it's also demo two or cutscene two for the MSX, and this is using the FM sound source. That was Demo 2, or The Revelation, for the MSX version of Psycho World, composed by Kenji Yamazaki and Yuko Yamazaki. Now, I like this one. This reminds me of uh, probably probably the closest to Metroid in the sense that there is a lot of kind of a, almost random but not random notes that get thrown in. Something that's kind of creepy that kind of harkens back to like aliens maybe but it's also um almost like defeat or i i know it's revelation so it's it's almost some like powerful here but i think in this spot it's almost like um you know you're at the you're the end of the line it's like game over like you you have nothing else that you can do to progress yeah it's it's almost like uh, depressing you know in in a sense Oh, definitely. I mean, it starts off sad and then it just gets kind of like eerie. Like it's, I I didn't see the cutscene where this plays, but I imagine it's like the final boss revealing who they are. Like, oh, you thought I was this person all along, but guess what? You know, it's got like that kind of mysterious quality to it that you're, you're learning something. Uh, just, uh, (laughs) since this game reminds me so much of Fantasy Star, I have to say, if you guys have not played Fantasy Star 2, don't get too attached to Nay. It's a bit of an old spoiler, but you know, <laughs> I don't know why I was thinking about that when I was reading this track. <laughs> what? Where did that come from? No, it's just like the the like I. It's you guys aren't looking at this, but if you look up the graphics for this game, it just reminds me so much of Fantasy Star. Like it has it, that. It does. It does. Art style to it. Yeah. Especially the uh, Master System and the Game Gear. Oh yeah, like, that, all of yeah. them really. Like your character is like classic 80s uh not quite bikini uh headset with a yeah uh, you know 
<laughs> with shoulder pads. Exactly. Um, anyways, uh, let's get into our last track here. Uh, last boss track, anyway. It's boss three, and this is also using the FM sound source from the MSX. how you boss theme oh yeah that's an exciting uh, track <laughs> that's a good one i like it yeah yeah that was boss three or the final boss from the uh fm sound source on the msx you know overall it's definitely uh like a i think i've said it before it's a pretty simple soundtrack but i yeah. I, I just love the energy to it like it has a really good sort of driving energy totally it's fun it's uh it's fun to listen to you know i think i've probably listened to the soundtrack like i don't know 50 times since last week because like we kept thinking we were going to record every night and then we just kept pushing it back <laughs> uh but yeah I, I enjoy it i really do uh, it's it's a lot of fun and i've had like random tracks um pop up and i i keep going back and and honestly every time we we talk about uh, a game that's actually both you know the music's good and it's fun um it makes me want to play it that much more i mean i'm not gonna i'm, I'm gonna play a game that has bad music sure but um Anytime they, they, they have, you know, the combo, uh, it makes it that much cooler. And especially, you know, after you really kind of dissect the music and then you go back to it. So, I don't know, maybe listen to some of our other episodes and go back and play those games. And really, you can connect, I think, a lot to uh, the soundtrack in a different way than you had if you had not, you know, listened to it beforehand. So, um, eh, that, that's always how my, my, my take on it. I guess. You know, for me, what's always most fun is kind of digging in and finding somewhat um, unusual information. And the stuff about Hertz and um, the composer was definitely where I was like, I, I felt like there was like a little bit more here than what was just under the surface. And, you know, I was glad to find that Hertz did leave a mark on the game industry. You know, it wasn't too big, but they, they did have some cool titles. And yeah, uh, now you they know. now you can rent cars from them. Oh, sorry. That was a bad dad joke. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that might be a different Hertz. And I think the Kenji Yamazaki that works there is a different one. Yeah. So just. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, sorry. I, I was. I, I, I knew I wasn't going to make it through the episode without that. Uh, <laughs> I was uh, waiting for something like that or like a Hertz joke about, you know, yeah, but, like. You know, like Hertz Donut or something. Like, or, you know, like Hertz as in like electrical engineering kind of stuff i mean that's probably where they got their name but like still well, sure <laughs> that's not a pun that's just the thing well yeah uh, i know whatever <laughs> but i i can't say the the company name without like thinking of that yellow logo so i knew it was gonna pop up at one point anyways so today we covered psycho world or psychic world for the msx the master system and the game gear composed by kenji yamazaki and yuko yamazaki thank you guys so much for listening 
Um, if you want to know more about our show, you can check us out online at pixelatedaudio.com for our show notes and the track list. We can also be found on Twitter, Pixelated Audio, and Discord. Yeah, and if you want to chat with us more, go on to the Discord. Uh, let us know what you're thinking about. Even though we haven't posted episodes in a little while, we've had people posting in there over the last couple of months. It's great fun. We have all sorts of conversations about, you know, we're talking about Streets of Rage 4 for kind of a while when that game launched. And, uh, you know, <laughs> the, the Discord keeps great, me yeah. grounded. It keeps me grounded. I feel like it, I, I it like to catch me that up people and are still it. around. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's been it's been so weird the last couple of weeks. I gotta say, so I'm, last couple I'm just, months, man. Like, oh, uh, yes, whatever, man. It's my every day is Monday. <laughs> like so I know. that's how I feel. I know, like. I know, I know. But you know, <sighs> now that we uh, have our uh, at least this episode, uh, hopefully our cadence will start up again. I, I'm actually had more fun today than I had like probably the last two months. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hopefully we I've, get up. I've definitely needed this to kind of get a little bit back to normal. And uh, yeah. if you like our show, normally we have some previous episodes, but just check out our most recent ones. You know, the They Create Worlds one uh, its a really awesome show. We talked about the early days of video game music prior to like the VGM that we all know and love. And, you know, we, we uncovered some really cool stuff there. Kaze no no Tom before that. If you like hot air balloons, if you like chill jams. Uh, and uh, our patron saint, uh, Harold Hardtooth, right before that. If you like games right. about teeth. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why you would utter those words, but you if know. If you like, like game music about teeth, yeah, even, even better. better. We got you covered. Yeah. <laughs> if, you, if you do a Google search for uh, Harold Hardtooth, we're like one of the top. <laughs> yeah. Um, You're something gonna find to be us. proud of, I guess, for until the end us. of our days. You're going to find and, us. Oh, and of course, uh, our interview with uh, Anders Svensson for Alex Four. That was a really, really that fun That was show. cool. That was yeah. cool. Um, and then, yeah, Kobayashi was even further back. And, man. It's, Megan McDuffie. Yeah. Chibi Tech. So many good interviews and shows we've done yeah. over the last uh, while. And, and we got a, a lot of... So we, we kind of hit the ground running. We got a lot of stuff already lined up, which is going <laughs> to be great. So I'm excited to go through that stuff as well. If you like the show and you want to help support us... Um, go to patreon but right now like we're not accepting donations because of the whole COVID 19 thing um we have paused all of our um our our donations uh for at least the next few months uh just because you know right now everybody um kind of needs their own kickback and i think that uh you know our our way to to kind of give the the love back is to just get back in the saddle and make more episodes i guess you know yeah, we yeah. will uh, resume that eventually. But, you know, in the meantime, if you want to subscribe uh, to our Patreon, uh, you won't be charged, but um, we appreciate it. That just, you know, shows that you care. <laughs> yeah. Tell your friends the usual stuff. You know, we, we just do this for the love of the music. You know, the the donations are great, but for right now, we know that there are other people that, that need it more. So we're, yeah. we're just trying to be as nice about it as, as we can we don't want anybody hurting right now any more yeah. than they have to be <laughs> exactly and hopefully you listen to this show just for the love and the music so um gene and i we don't we're not cool <laughs> what we're not hip <laughs> no no we're definitely not that for sure <laughs> anyways we got one track taking out the show uh it's the ending theme from the msx this is also using the fm sound source thank you guys so much for listening and uh you know we hope you welcome us back uh after a short break uh, through all of this this craziness and thank you so much for listening and we'll see you back in a few weeks for the next episode